Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test yours and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I think it's international with Steve. You never know. It could be next generation. Forget what day it is. Anyways, I am Ron Kolick, your host, and joining me across the pond in the land of the Red Dragon is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the most reverend Steve Parsons. Good afternoon, Mr. Kolick, and how are you? Outstanding. Outstanding. Oh, we are, then. There you go. So, uh, anything new across the pond? We have our boy Trump over there giving you guys straight in your own. You do. You yep. do. He's over here giving us uh, some good advice uh, about stuff. And yeah. uh, who should yeah. be prime minister? And yeah, yeah, that's that's the guy. Um, yeah. yeah. So apart from that, and of course the big the big news this week is the D Day commemorations, which begin tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, I just that was amazing. I was. Uh, uh, at a, in a doctor's office today, and they, they had a uh, VFW uh, book on the, uh, the D-Day thing, and it was amazing the, the crap we took when we hit the beach. It mm-hmm. was unbelievable, unbelievable. Very, very, very brave men and women. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the other big news this week, um, I'm off to uh, I'm off along the coast to the other side of Wales uh, this coming weekend. <laughs> 
I have no idea what that is. That was spooky. Yeah, I'm 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 off to the other side of Wales this weekend to um <laughs> it might even be from them. Um to to attend at the Newport UFO and Paranormal Conference. Maybe it is the UFOs, I don't, I'm not sure. Could well be. Could be a telephone call from an alien. Uh, and we're joined tonight by our guest. To... Oh, oh. <laughs> there, there we are. Our guest has already joined us. Uh, the organizer of the conference, uh, Danielle Sheehan. Hi, everyone. Good evening, Danielle. Welcome to oh. the show. Yes, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Now, Loud and clear. Now, oh, you, thank you. This, this, this next bit is going to be of great interest to Ron, because if I remember rightly, you live in a lighthouse. Uh, we do, yes, yes. It's in Newport, um, South Wales. There we are. And, of course, Ron has got a particular interest and fascination with lighthouses because you're... Uh, well, you tell her what you are, Ron. I can never remember whether you're chairman, president, or just... No, no, I was former chairman, but now I'm just a board member of the Friends of Portsmouth Harbour Lighthouse and a uh, member of the American Lighthouse Association, which takes care of 23 lighthouses. So, uh, oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yep. We, uh, my husband belongs to the Lighthouse Association here, and mm-hmm. we've had your people come over to uh, see us. So, yes, they do regularly. They come, not the American one, but the British one. They mm-hmm. come over regularly to see us, so that's nice. Excellent. Yeah, no, we live in a real one, and it's uh, 200 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is wonderful. And today... We've got a film company here, so they've been filming the last two days. Oh, so awesome. We've been very busy, yes. What are they shooting? Anything interesting? Are we allowed uh, to, I don't know if we're allowed to say. <laughs> uh, we're not allowed, but it's a, um, a very well f- uh, a famous one, which mm. I think you get in America as well. Oh, uh, Steven Spielberg's there. Oh, oh, awesome. All over the world. <laughs> it's a new Star Wars. Excellent. Oh, cool. Send him over. Send him over. And also the lighthouse is has been in all newspapers and magazines and lots of TV programs. Uh, yeah, so if people have uh, – and we are a bed and breakfast and wedding venue. So if any listeners, you know, if they want to come over and see us, that will be wonderful. And my husband is joining us as well today. Um, He's Frank. Frank Hello, Frank. Oh, hello there, Ronald. Hi, Steve. Yes, my name's Frank. I'm the the other half of Danielle here. (laughs) Now, if I remember rightly, there is a link to... No, no, no. You be quiet a minute, Ron. You set me up. You said I could speak. uh, You can in a minute, because there's another link to psychical research related to... It's West West, West Us Lighthouse, in that you've got some... Is it Sir... um, uh, It's one of the SPR members, isn't it? Uh, Founders. Lodge, is yeah, it? Uh, oh, Sir Oliver Lodge, yes. Yeah, um, you've got some some bits and pieces um, uh, display, haven't you? Yes, what I've basically done is I'm a, an associate member of the SPR, mm-hmm. and as a tribute to some of the founding members and um, other scientists that were interested in you know the survival question, um, I've put um, some brass plaques in the lantern room. As a, as a form of respect, really, mm-hmm. because these were great men, great thinkers. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> at some stage in the future, I'd like to have a, a circle up there. And the lighthouse, obviously, is, it is actually a round lighthouse. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we talk about circles, and the lighthouse is ideal for communication, in my opinion. You know, it's the power of a circle. The lighthouse is on crossing ley lines. And um, I'm also interested in um, mandalas. And I, I, I look at the lighthouse, and it reminds me of, uh, yes, a sacred space, if you like, like a mandala. So I think it would be a great place for communication with the right people. See, that's the important thing is because I would get shut off by Parsons, and I was about to ask you that <laughs> because I've investigated like 14 lighthouses, and uh, I was going to ask you uh, all about yours. If if there is uh, any spiritual activity there or paranormal activity, and, and uh, you live there, so if anyone should know, you should. Well, that, yeah, that's right. I, I'm not a sensitive, nor am I a medium, but we have had um, mediums stay here, mm-hmm. and of quite good reputation um and there's nothing negative here which is um good news um they have sensed that lighthouse a lighthouse keeper walking up and down the stairs polishing the brass still you know uh, with a lamp with a lamp and also the um the cooking range in the dining room one of our friends is a medium she saw a lady there that's still cooking there but i think that may be a, 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 a a cold stone recorder. I don't think it was actually any consciousness there. You know, it's just a reflection of something that uh, has happened in the past. You know, we did have a paranormal group uh, on a number of occasions here, and they did have some interest in um, things to tell us and to show us. Um, on video. Yes. We had one of the investigators sit in the very centre of the lamp room. Uh, we were downstairs, and he said, uh, "If there's anybody there, could you please make your uh, presence known." And the front doorbell, well, what happened was the medium that was sitting with us, I thought her, uh, her mobile phone was ringing. And I was wondering why she wasn't answering it. And she was wondering why I wasn't answering the front door. But the um, the sound from the front door wasn't the one that we actually tuned it in for. You had two options and it was the other one, which um, shouldn't have been working at all. We got to the front door and, of course, there's uh, there's no one there. The parapsychologist um, thought that uh, we were probably messing about a little bit, which we weren't. And anyway, he came back uh, about two or three months later with one of his colleagues. We went off to get some fish and chips, as you do. And um, during the period we were away getting fish and chips, he went up into the lamp room and done exactly the same thing. If there's anybody there, could you please make your, yourselves known? And the front doorbell rang again. They rushed down, and of course, there's no one there. And one of the um, the other thing we thought was quite interesting, on the bed, they were trying to, they had a, recorder, a tape recorder there, an analogue tape recorder, I think it was. And on video, um, it showed this tape recorder actually jump. It didn't move sideways, it actually jumped. And I did ask them if there was any sort of uh, cables attached to it, which there wasn't. And um, that was an interesting thing to see. Mm. Absolutely. Quite spooky. Quite spooky. Um, But we do have meetings here and we do have talks. Um, um, What was that? Oh, uh, there's also uh, some UFO activity here. Um, One day I was standing outside with my friend and we were looking up and there was a really glowing, like, looked like a star. And we were saying, oh, that must be a UFO. And then the next day my chain had gone all black. And we looked it up quickly and it said that when there is um, UFO activity, that's what silver would turn into. It was a a, a chain that 
it couldn't, nothing could have turned that into, you know, so black. Oh, wow. It took That's... me days and days to clean it up. Okay. And, and also, uh, Frank will tell you about all the UFO activity <laughs> here. Well, I must, I must admit, guys, I've never seen a UFO, but that doesn't mean they don't exist and other people have seen them. Uh, the previous owner of the lighthouse told me a story. He's now passed away, fortunately, but um, lovely fella. Um, and about two o'clock in the morning, he was fishing by the lighthouse with a friend. And I have to admit, they did have a couple of beers, as you do. And um, well, anyway, they both saw uh, four metallic uh, discs following the coastline. They flew right over them. And then they followed the, um, the electricity pylons, which are about half a mile away from them in distance. And they both looked at each other and said, my God, did you see what we just saw? And, uh, you know, did you see what I just saw? And they, anyway, they, they both confirmed what they both had seen. And I think within 15 to 20 minutes, the whole thing repeated itself. So they saw it twice. Mm. And these were four metallic discs. And then the farmer, and the farmers are very sort of logical and practical people. I had was in conversation with him. He's going back about 30 years now. And he was woken up um, uh, quite early in the morning. I think it was about four o'clock, he said. And he heard this uh, hovering sound, this uh, whining sound that woke him up. He went out into his um, courtyard, looked up, and um, there was a uh, triangular-shaped object uh, just hovering up and down. And he saw this object for about, um, he said, about six, seven seconds. And then it just shot off at tremendous speed. Uh, and then we had this um, other incident, incident where a police helicopter was chasing a UFO um, in the estuary just by us here. And that was about, uh, I think, four or five years ago. And that hit the local press. Um, mm. So there has been activity here for, with, with the UFO phenomena. Mm. But um, personally, I've, I've never seen one yet. So, so I have to ask you a question now. Uh, there are many types of lighthouses and. Uh, yes, yes. You know, there. Uh, so I assume that this one has a uh, a keeper's house attached to it or, or near it. No, it, no. In actual fact, this is. Um, how can I describe? It's fifty feet in diameter and it's about fifty-seven feet in height. It's mm-hmm. not dissimilar to um, the old Martello towers. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, all the accommodation is actually in the round building. Oh, um, really. Oh, yeah, cool. which is quite, which is cool. Which yeah, which is in eight segments, and then on each floor. So we have eight rooms right. on right. on each floor, and then with them in the middle, we have a well. So it is in Feng Shui. I don't know if anyone is, you know, knows about Feng Shui. Uh, it's the the diagram that you get in Feng Shui. It's almost like a, I think it's a bagua. I think yeah, a bagua. Yes, yeah. Right. We have an internal. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, inside the lighthouse, <laughs> which is right. interesting. It was, it was, it was is, is, is it yeah. offshore or is it a land base? It's um, it's land it's land based. Um, it's not a rock light. It is land based. Although originally it was built in 1821 by um, a Scottish engineer, a guy called uh, James Walker. It was such a success that he went on to build a total, I think, of 28 lighthouses for Trinity House, for all different shapes and sizes. But when it was originally built, it was on its own little island here. And it wasn't until 1856 that it started to uh, to reclaim all the land. Um, but I've always said, if ever I was to come into some money, 
I would, put, I would put it back on its own little island, declare war on Great Britain, <laughs> <laughs> and declare independence, produce my own currency, and become a dictator. The yeah, only Trump thing is I can think, go visit you. <laughs> the only thing, I think my wife will beat me to the dictator bit, you know. But, <laughs> um, but it's a lovely looking lighthouse. Uh, is, it it was it, the pride of the house. Is that yeah. monotone color? Otherwise, it's not striped or anything like that, right? No, no. no. It, if you go on, uh, it's we, purely we, white, we've yeah. got a website. Oh, good, good. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. West like yeah, West Usk, USK Lighthouse dot co dot uk, and you you'll be able to see all the pictures there. Awesome. I um, uh, we we own a. Uh, a land base we lease a land based lighthouse and we own uh, an off coast lighthouse and the oh, the, off, wow. yeah. the off coast one is is similar to yours where it has floors and they used to live in the floors it has a cistern and the, the bottom the cistern, that's right yeah right yeah. and the in the uh other one is just a big hollow tube basically it's tall but it's just a big hollow tube with a lot of stairs in it and it just goes around steve has been there uh before haven't you steve I have indeed. Um, although it wasn't the original light, was it? It's a mod, much more modern light. That, uh, well, you have to say define modern. I mean, it, well, it's, it's only a it, hundred and something years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> In America, well, that's ancient, isn't well, it? Well, there yeah. was there was actually a, a much earlier lighthouse on the same site. Yeah, there was several. Uh, yeah, I was just referring to the current one being not that as old as the. The history of lighthouses on the site at right. Portsmouth Harbour. It's the second oldest uh, lighthouse on, on the east coast, uh, so it's it's not too uh, new. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's basically a metal cylinder uh, with a bright brick interior. Yeah. Uh, Our lighthouse is quite unique. The the West Coast Lighthouse is is unique in that two families lived here, so it wasn't just lighthouse keepers they had their families here right. and uh, in the middle of the lighthouse that's where all the, the business took place mm -hmm. and they decommissioned in um, 1922 and apparently the light is in the um, west indies somewhere so oh they really took, it took the light yeah. away they they, they, they they recycled it unfortunately the, the, yeah. fresno, the fresno lynch that's right that's correct well no actually sorry no um uh, yes, actually, it would have, it would have been the Friends or Lens. Yes, it would have been. Yeah. Sorry, yes, yeah. yeah. It was the interior. The actual lamp room itself, um, when we bought the lighthouse, it didn't exist. Um, that had oh, been described. Oh, oh. But um, I think I'm right in saying it, it was both the lamp room mm. and, the, um, and the interior of the Friends or Lens. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. What, but we only, found out, yeah. Yeah, we only found out, uh, I think it was um, recently, recently yeah. the last uh, five or six months, that they had it. But at least we know it's being used and it wasn't destroyed. Yeah. yeah, those things are. We oh, the one the one for our offshore lighthouse is in the uh, SX Peabody Museum, and we could get it back, but it would cost too much money. Oh, just yeah. for the oh, yeah. the insurance alone on it is ridiculous to yeah. move it because the 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 lenses themselves are, are so expensive right now. Oh. They're not acrylic or anything; they're real glass. It's not you know they isn't do have acrylic ones now, but uh, isn't one of the other problems is a it, huge health and safety problem because didn't these big lenses rotate on uh, back mercury. to mercury? Yeah, mercury, floating yeah. them on mercury. What? Yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, different ones. Yeah, yeah. You could actually, um, with your little finger, 
literally just put a little bit of pressure on the on the lens and the whole thing would turn oh well do you still have a light uh no we did um, reinstate the lamp room in uh 1997 the lamp room was taken off originally and um so it was a big job i think it cost us about forty-eight thousand pounds to reconstruct the original uh, james walker designed um, lamp room um we do have you have in the lamp room now what you call a standing light there's no oscillation it's just a, a fixed light but um it's still used for navigational purposes we have um learned that the the pilot ships going out of newport docks uh, still use it um uh, as some kind of a a guide you know because they they would be bringing um big uh, ships into so newport I, docks I, I so they use, little... use it as a marker yeah. I'm a little confused on, and you say the, the lamp room now. The, in in the U.S., the lamp room is the room below the light, uh, and it's usually enclosed. So, like ours, for instance, has portholes in it. Oh, uh, nice. it yeah. So I'm not yours. Yours uh, is. We call that the anti. We call it the anti. The anti room. <laughs> okay. the yeah. lamp room. Yeah. yeah. The lamp room. The, the lamp room, as far as you know, we use over here. Would have housed the, or does house most lighters, the um, the actual Frenzel lens itself. It um, normally there, there would have been gun metal originally, and you would have had the um, the diamond shaped, you know, um, to stop the interference of the signal. Um, the lantern, the original lantern on here was a James Walker lantern, and you have the vertical uh, and horizontal bars, uh-huh. and the vertical bars on unfortunately, would interfere with the signal. It wasn't that successful. And then later, I think it was about 1856, at the West Ask, they introduced the, the new design, the diamond shape. Do you have a deck around the lamp room? I guess it's your lamp room, right? Uh, we do. We do. Um, we have an internal um, gantry, a metal gantry, which is yeah. hidden on the at the moment. And then externally, we have 12 uh, pieces of... Um, to describe it as cheese really but it's a granite uh, in yeah. the shape of cheese so but you can walk around that um that little causeway if you like yeah. right. exactly yeah, and okay. also it's um, we have a granite um based um the lighthouse sits on a on granite mm-hmm. as well so which is very unusual and uh, we were just saying not around here say, uh, <laughs> yeah the um we have got a roof garden as well oh really Yes, which uh, not many lighthouses would have, mm. and it's really lovely. It, you, it's 360 degrees, you know, you get round it, and we have a hot tub on the roof. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people I, I love because they can original. see the sea. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, anyways, we, we we have just eaten up a whole ton of time here talking oh, about sorry. the lighthouse, and we forgot to talk about the uh, conference. So, Steve, yes. do you want to uh, start us on this? That we were actually coming up to the break, Steve. Well, I think we can keep going with lighthouses and then we'll come to the conference in part two. Because okay. um, the lighthouse, it, it, it's been on television quite a few times in the UK. Um, oh, damn, i got to say. Well, West Usk, West Usk, USK uh, lighthouse. No, I mean when I go over there, Steve. Oh, yeah, well, you can go spend time there to, to guest house. Yeah. It's on the yeah, other we side. Do of... have, uh, we do have lots of Americans and we did have I a lady. I can only apologise for that. <laughs> we had we had a we lady we had a lady who came over and she wanted to buy it. Didn't she? Well, that's Americans for you. Pack it yeah. up and stick it in the Arizona like desert. Wait, 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 wait. That's like the Japanese. They're the ones that started yeah. that. No, what about the American that bought London Bridge? 
Oh, well, they thought they were buying the tower. That's didn't haunted, they? Yeah. you know. Yeah. That's haunted, you know. Yeah, everything is in America. Because it is. I, I do remember this American lady, lovely lady. She asked me a question. How, how long would it take from the Isle of Wight to get to the West Dusk Lighthouse? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that's going to be five or six hours. I said, well, maybe five, maybe six hours. And she said, by helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it was true. Yeah, she, she was quite actually... famous in America. She um, she knew um, George Bush. Yeah, I think her husband uh, was yeah. uh, uh, an oil baron, yeah. and they raised money for one of the yeah. presidents in, yeah. in America. I don't know which one it was now, but yeah. uh, but I like that. The Amer- by helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> they think they think big in Texas, don't they? In America, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, she didn't buy it, did she? Yeah. No, no, no. She was a lovely lady. She was fine. Oh, bummer. If any Americans are uh, they're listening, and if they want a lighthouse, well, they can come and see us. Oh, it's on the market. Yeah. Well, according to Trump, the entire British thing's on the market now. They could probably afford the right at the moment. Yeah. Well. Yeah. This money. Oh, now we we have a. Um, I also remember a mutual acquaintance of mine and Ron's, and of course now yours, uh, stayed there. He, he went on retreat there, Kieran O'Keefe. Kieran O'Keefe, I know Kieran, lovely fellow. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah lovely uh, guy. Yeah. He was telling me what a great time he had there when he went to the lighthouse on retreat. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This was yeah. what, three, four, five? No, no longer. No, long time I ago. Think, I yeah, think because long. my yeah. son, who's eight now, was only a very small baby then so maybe seven or eight years now i wonder if that before he came over to see me uh around the time um okay because i've been going over there now what six seven god i can't remember it seems like forever (laughs) too long (laughs) but uh yeah kieran said he was telling me it was him that was telling me about the uh spr tribute uh oh uh, right oh yeah i wondered i wondered how uh, you knew about that yeah Yeah. we were on the hotel inspector here uh tv program. i remember that one uh, as well yeah and they gave us the the uh, the glass the what yeah and underneath the glass is what frank's got the plaques uh-huh because oh, I, 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 I thought people. as a as a council member for the spr i thought i'm gonna have to go down there one day yeah You'd you have just, to come. You just want your plaque up there. That's all you want, Steve. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> There's not enough space, though. No, <laughs> no quite right. You don't want a plaque of mine. Unfortunately, Steve, you wouldn't want your plaque there because no. they're all deceased. <laughs> That's even a better reason to put it there. <laughs> sometime, some, sometime in the long future, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> well, we can we can maybe, I don't know, uh, there's possibly some other additional SPR artifacts that could come down there. Amazing. That would be amazing. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's that's intriguing. If if I come over, Steve, you definitely got to take me over there. Where to the lighthouse? Yeah, of course. Well, anyways, the tunes are playing, so it means we've got to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio with, uh, what's his name? Steve Parson and Ron Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Rob. How many years have you been doing the show? Who? Oh, Steve, yes. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and, and I guess there have been, Steve, How long is out. Steve? Hang on in there. Hello. 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 We'll be back after the break. 
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Miller X family. Two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition. Where we're joined tonight by our special guest Daniel Sheehan and her husband, owners of the West Husk Usk West Usk Lighthouse. You're gonna have to put that on a page because I'll never get that. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll sort it out later. But yeah. also, um, organizers, co-organizers, joint organizers of the Newport the UFO and Paranormal. You see, every time I do that, it gets spookier. (laughs) The Newport UFO and Paranormal Conference 2019, which is actually the inaugural uh, Newport UFO and Paranormal Conference. Oh, cool. This this upcoming weekend on Sunday from 9 till 5. There we are. First thing I I have to ask you is, what the the heck is Lysagatitz Institute? Oh, wow. Is that close? Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I mean, a lot of uh, locals struggle with that one. It's pronounced the Lysat Institute, so the Lysat Institute. Um, it was a working man's, um, oh, how do you put it? A working man's uh, place for relaxation. It was donated by um, a benevolent, um, uh, sorry, aristocrat, but a, a rich, um, oh, what do you call it? Um uh, industrialist. Yes, that's it. Along those lines, yes. But it's a it's a lovely building, and it, it does suit the um, what we want uh, to do there. It's it's been renovated, and uh, it's a lovely looking building. And it's I think big I think um, in terms of a paranormal conference, the name of the road couldn't be more appropriate, could it? <laughs> Orb Road. Orb Road. Yes. Oh, <laughs> no, road. you're kidding yeah. me. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, it's Orb Drive. That's it, drive, I think. Yeah, yeah. drive. Yeah. Purely oh. so what, what inspired you guys to actually set up and, and have a conference? Well, to be fair, um, we, or I, was very, very busy. And um, I, although I'm very, very interested in the subject, um, it was Danielle's brainchild. Um, she had some kind, some kind of a, an epiphany, I think. Um, she just decided she wanted to do this. And um, I was a little bit negative because uh, 
you know, we haven't organized a conference before. And um, we didn't know that many people that uh, would support it. Uh, we don't quite, you know, we know some, but um, from a financial point of view, I mean, she, she didn't do it to, to make any money for sure. She just mm-hmm. done it that she felt she needed to do it. She's always been interested in spiritual subjects, etc. We've got a friend who's a, a physical medium. I've got some mental um, mediums as well. Um, they but, are. Uh, uh, but Danielle's got some kind of interest in UFOs, and I, I, I think it was that. And she's got a friend who's a ufologist, and I, th- I'm pretty sure that um, between the two of them, they just said, "Well, let's do it anyway, even uh-huh. uh, not for the money, financial aspect of it, but we need to get the message out there to more people that um, you know, UFO. There is really good evidence for the existence of, of uh, UFOs and you know, being extraterrestrial, and also." Um, the paranormal subject is a very important subject. And, of course, mainstream science um, poo-hoos all this um, to their shame, I think. They won't look at the evidence. They just – it will turn their worldview upside down if they, you know, ever met a ghost and it said something to them, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I, I think it's, it's what she's doing is, is a noble thing, but I personally cannot take any credit for it. This is um, – I've come on quite later on because I can see that um, it's going to be a bit of a success, I think. Um, uh, but obviously, Daniel is my, uh, my, my wife and we've been married for a long time now, so I do want to support her. But I haven't been involved with it that much. I am now going to be one of the speakers. Um, I'll be the last one speaking at the conference oh, on the, uh, oh. the, the skull experiment, which um, I was uh, very interested in. And um, so I'll be getting a little bit of a, a talk on that. Uh, maybe one or two other oh, yeah. subjects about that. But um, so all credit to Danielle. She's the one that's uh, pushed it forward. And she's just disappeared on me now. I think someone was uh, calling her. I think it's one of these the production team that are still here, unfortunately. That everything's oh, gone on later. It's been raining. Always yeah, very demanding, it's, aren't they? Oh, it's been raining really quite hard and it's put everything back. That's why. She's oh, that's, yeah. that's the way it goes, you know. <laughs> but. Um, we're looking forward to it. And we've got yeah, the, 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 ticket, the tickets are quite reasonable, by the way. Uh, you know, thirty pounds. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And alongside it, she's having a, what we call a psychic fair. So there'll be um, a separate room where we, I think she's organised about um, fifteen or sixteen people that have got uh, tables there that will be doing um, psychic readings. They'll be oh, cool. selling oh, cool. paraphernalia or whatever. Um, and old PT and coffee, which is always a, a pleasure. Um, so, yes, uh, she's not going to lose any money on it. And this is her first attempt. And to be fair, normally people organise these things. You normally lose money on the first one, break even on the second if you wanted to carry on. You might make a small profit on the third. But she does it. She's doing it because she wants to do it, not for any really uh, commercial gain at all. And I know, I, when did the idea? I, I talked about when did the idea come about? Because uh, I, I was contacted very early, very yeah. early this year. It was back in yeah. just after Christmas. Yeah, I wasn't well for about three or four months. So I just couldn't uh, give her a hand there, but she carried on. So mm-hmm. it's Danielle's brainchild, and um, uh, how can I put it? She's disappeared on me. She's just <laughs> <"You're alone here." laughs> well, looking down the list. <laughs> yeah, looking down the list of speakers, I mean, it's uh, the morning is predominantly UFO related, isn't it? We've yes, got uh, yeah, yeah. a couple of guys from um, Sufon, which is yes. the Welsh UFO uh, Society, and they're talking about some unusual cases in South Wales. 
And then we have a guy, Stephen Needler, uh, an yes. author, pioneering spiritual physics, uh, with his experience with a UFO craft. Um, yeah. Daniel has rejoined us now. Thank oh, hello, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get to say goodbye, uh, but she rushed. She rushed, that's okay. It's the doctor. Oh, Daniel. <laughs> I should have, but they wouldn't know. Anyway, um, so um, Guy Needler, yes, he did. He, uh, he was a civil engineer, a very straight-thinking um, person. And I think he was told to do Reiki. Uh, maybe he, he wasn't well, so he, um, he had um, a Reiki attunement, and then he went on a retreat. And on the retreat, that's when the UFO came, uh, hovered above him. And I think he will tell you his story when he comes. But then oh, well. he uh, he started um, channeling. Uh, so what the UFO did to him, we're not sure. But he started to channel, and he's written a few books about God, the origin of God, um, how many gods we have, uh, how the main God created the universes. And he's constantly writing different books. And also he's in contact with his ex-wife. Sorry, not ex-wife, sorry. His <laughs> wife has passed on. <laughs> she passed on. Um, uh, so, and... Uh, uh, the, uh, she's been able to uh, give him a lot of information of what it's like on the other side. So he's a really interesting speaker um, to listen yes, to. That, that's intriguing because uh, Steve and I have talked about this many times that there have been many mediums and, and psychists that have reported from, uh, you know, what it's like on the other side. But it seems like a lot of their uh reports don't gel they in other words they, they're entirely different uh which is intriguing the the wife she's um because he's a scientist so she's able to convey a lot of information that the normal mediums wouldn't oh, that's be powerful. able to she is it's all very scientific the way they do things the way they analyze things and um, it's too complicated. I didn't finish the books. <laughs> you know, trying to get your head around it, it was difficult. So, but you have great confidence in him. I can see that. So, oh gosh, he's he's um, interesting. He's very. Um, he worked with um, the lady who's passed on now, a very famous hypnotherapist, um, American lady. Oh, can't remember her name. Um, no, she um, uh, hypnotized thousands of people and managed to get them back to uh, the days of Christ and, you know, the um, regression. through regression. She has got a lot of evidence of um, past lives and so on. So he's worked with her. And, um, yes, it'd be interesting to see. And he's got books to sell if anyone is listening and they're in Britain. Uh, he's going to bring his books. Um, so, yeah, we have a good yeah. audience in Britain as well as in the US yeah. and other Big other. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, after lunch, um, we oh, have here the. We here we go. <laughs> we here we stop. go. We have to stop. The paranormal session, which is yeah. much more in in my my uh, line of um, business. Mm. 
the first speaker's terrible. I wouldn't bother. So well, uh, Steve Parsons, yeah, who's yeah, he? Yeah, I've no idea. <laughs> it says here he's an author, Society of Psychical Research, Spontaneous Cases Committee mm. from West Wales. Sounds familiar, but I, <laughs> I'd stay for longer in the pub. <laughs> oh, but we have got yoga and tai chi, so yeah. Oh, all right, then. find people going out on the lawn yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry Steve I can ask you sorry did you know Professor David Fontana I did uh, not, he was well. not well uh, not well not well no I, I didn't know him that well but he lived in Lisbane in Cardiff but um mm -hmm. I, I did I didn't meet him in uh, Vigo in um northern Spain in uh 2004 um what a guy. What an amazing fellow. And he's written, as you know, he's written a number of books. Um, and the last one I think he wrote was um, The Afterlife, What Can We Expect? And he now knows, or sadly, well, better. Oh. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, mean, I don't know. Well, I can't tell. Because they, they, uh, Professor David Fontana, of course, uh, famously investigated one of the most notorious poltergeist cases. Pete. Yeah. Pete, yes. Poltergeist. The poltergeist. Yeah. That's right. The, this, uh, this, Apparent poltergeist or um, manifestation of a young young boy, uh, nicknamed Pete, uh, playfully used to help find tools around the the lawnmower workshop um, in which he manifested, and would throw coins uh, to and from, play catch. Um, and, uh, yeah, was a very playful <laughs> little poltergeist, which I think quite famous. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was an amazing story. I mean, um, I think actually he, he was there on it by himself, uh, David, and um, I remember in the documentary, I think in his book as well, he picked up one of these stones that was thrown and he threw it back in the exact corner where he believed it came from, and immediately the stone came straight back at him, which uh, impressed him. It didn't, it didn't hit him, it missed him, but mm. it impressed him greatly. And, uh, but to actually use the energy to do that, if you're a poltergeist, you know, the energy to throw some something back well, yeah. it was incredibly helpful wasn't he because he it was a, it was a it was a, a, a tools upon request yeah <laughs> and they used to say here pete uh, can we have some more money and all of a sudden 50p pence would drop in your mug of tea and things wasn't it you know so it mm. was a but apparently um they i think just outside that building like the warehouse in cardiff there was a little boy that was not uh, run over i think um i think it was in the 50s and i think that little boy pete had one of these little um pub caps you know mm -hmm. and uh, i know the owner of the warehouse at one time uh, believed that he did see an image of this little boy i think on the shelf and he had one of these caps on I but think that's how the attribution was, was established, wasn't it? It was more, yeah, because uh, yeah. there was never a, a definitive uh, no. statement from the apparition or poltergeist itself. No, so, no. no. Um, but, but a friendly fellow who can give you money, so that's what I'm Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we want him back. I, I want a poltergeist that tidies up and does the dishes. There have been. Yeah. There have been many I of them, the actually. gardening as well. I do the gardening. I've always wanted one to do my gardening. They could do all the planting, <laughs> taking out all the weeds. <laughs> so I always prayed for one. Um, you, you might, you might get your win. Yeah, continuing with the conference, uh, because I'm aware of the time, uh, from 2.15 uh, onwards, after that terrible person from West Wales. Um, <laughs> who's you also know what that person from West Wales is going to be talking about? Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> okay. Um, but that person from West Wales will also be, uh, be selling some books as well. Really? Uh, oh, he's writing books now? 
Yeah, apparently. It says author. Uh, <laughs> it says author on yeah. Then afterwards, our show... Wait, 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 do you count pamphlets as books? <laughs> and, and no, I count books as books. <laughs> There's going to be a punch-up in a minute on the scene, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be in September if I get over there. Oh, always, definitely. Uh, that's you not going to the lighthouse, Ron. <laughs> I guess uh, not, huh? Yeah. Then we have Sean Friend and Bill Nicholson, uh, a couple of Welsh mediums who are going to be doing a demonstration of the mediumship, presumably. Now, what, what type of mediumship? Physical mediumship or, or mental? No, mediumship? no, just um, mental, what, mental, mental. Mental. And I think Sean is going to talk about ghost hunting. Um, so I'm not quite sure. I think that's. Uh, and then uh, Bill is going to do the um, mediumship. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, and, and then, then we, we've got uh, John Blackburn, who he's the uh, physical medium, so he'll be able to tell tell us about what it involves. John is actually quite well known throughout the UK uh, for his uh, investigations and for his. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he he's, he he, seems, he has a, a slightly unique take on his investigation methods. Uh, combining the mediumship and uh, the paranormal investigations. Interesting. He's devised some methods that are unique to himself. That sounds very diplomatic. <laughs> I'm going to be interested. Well, to I'm incredibly diplomatic, but my talk might not yeah, be. <laughs> I've, I've also asked him if he wouldn't mind giving us some time after the conference Um to, uh, at another location so we can talk to him a lot more uh, and ask him more questions. Uh, another speaker's on the sort, yeah. No, no, John. Oh, okay. To ask John to come to one Palmyra place. Okay. Um, which I'll... Uh, yeah, that would be... You know, You're not going to ask Steve? Steve, you can come as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, I, you live in I West have, Wales, so uh, you have I, to drive live, back. Well, exactly. I live so far away that I have... Um, it's what, how, long, how long would it take to get home? Re, uh, realistically, two and a half to three hours. Oh, wow. oh, well, you wouldn't be able to stay. That's not far. Oh, sure he could. I yeah. think that's fine. I think he should stay. I, I'm, yes. I, I'm sure. I really think he should. Ron is. Yeah, it'll be interesting, yes. Ron certainly isn't aware of what the M4 can be like. Hmm. That's all the reason why you should stay, because by the time you get <laughs> yeah, out late, yeah. it'll be uh, less congested. Yeah, that's a good we'll point. Finish yeah. at ten. Yeah. So that's a very you'll good be home by one o'clock. That's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, no, no, it would be perfect if, if the following day hadn't been a school day and I've got my two little boys. To oh, here we go. Get the violin out. Yeah, some people make do with four hours or two hours. There you go. I'm an there old you go, man Daniel. Now. I think you, keep keep them up. You'll get them over there. I'm an old man now. <laughs> Which, which is true. You know, it, it, myself and Steve, when we were first started doing this investigation, it was like all night long. We didn't care. Now that we're uh, a little wiser, and <laughs> I'm not going to say older, wiser, uh, we don't realize that we don't have to stay till ever. <laughs> <laughs> no, do we tend to, do we, do we well, uh, I, th I think, I think down the years, you, you start to realize that, um, the enthusiasm doesn't wane and the interest level doesn't diminish, but the need to be in places for extended periods throughout the night diminishes. Exactly. Mm. 
So, uh, you know, I mean, there does come a point around two or three o'clock in the morning where where you are just incapable of performing a good quality investigation. Yeah. You know, you are not functioning. That's that's the time that all people like because it's two or three o'clock in the morning. Well, that's the time. Yeah, that's the best time, really. Yeah, see, there you go. Two o'clock, three o'clock is the best time. Well, I go by that new motto that's on the government's uh, alcohol website. Is it? uh, Sorry, the gambling website. It says, "When the fun stops, stop." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good policy. Yeah. Yeah. So, where do people get tickets to this conference? Um, how? Um, well. First of all, I wanted it to be a large conference uh, with 180 people, but um, I couldn't sell the tickets, so we're um, down to thir- 40 tickets. That's a good so, time. so 40 people, mm. and we've only got five tickets left. So if anyone is interested, please oh, wow. go, go. go uh, just Google Newport UFO and Paranormal Conference and we will come up. Is, are there any opportunities or, or turn up people, on the day? I was going to say, are, are there opportunities for people to turn up on the day? Uh, yes, we. I've only got five tickets left, so anyone, I'm sure it'll go. Hopefully, so, people will just so. turn up on the day. Yes, but we also have a psychic fair, so if they can't get in, then well, they there will be. Well. Yeah, there's a little fair with uh, mediums and uh, people selling crystals, uh, people selling books. We do have a lady who's coming to give away free literature on UFOs. So um, she's coming from England to do that. I thought that was nice. And we have a lady who's going to do some healing. Then we've got a lady who's going to do aura photography. Um, um, and we've got a lady who t- works with angels. So, so if they can't get in, then there'll be something for them to do uh, at the fair, which is next door. You know, in the same building, but next room. I'm sure squeeze if you're be, in at the back. Yeah, yeah, there'll be demonstrations of yoga and tai chi. So I think it'll be a really l- lovely day. And we start at um, 9 a.m. for the conference. So if people would like to come, they need to come before 9 o'clock, say half eight. And we finish at five o'clock. So it's quite a tight schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, um, not much time to, um, you know, have a long break. and but and, you know, Yeah. Yeah. You have to be there. And I'm sure they will enjoy it. And I'm looking forward to uh, hearing uh, Sharon Barber, who's going to talk about Atlantis. So, uh, you know, Mm. what she's channeled about Atlantis. And obviously, Frank is going to talk about the skull experiment. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued about that. that, Find that interesting. Yeah, I do. I I, I would love to find out more about that. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, speaking about that, have you studied there? Uh, how how do you acquire your, your knowledge on that particular subject? Uh, I do know Robin Foy. Um, I first came across the um, the Scott experiment, the report of it. I think it was in the Daily Mail. Um, had a two page article, um, and the way it was presented, we're going back about I don't know um, fifteen, sixteen years now, but it was done without um, the normal criticism of it, the, the, the way they sort of belittle anything that's paranormal. Mm-hmm. And the SPR was mentioned um, 
uh, as being the three, you know, the three investigators from the SPR uh, with high standing, um, didn't actually find any fakery or trickery or delusion, and that they accepted the phenomena as being genuine. Um, but obviously, what you make of that phenomena is down to the individual. And of course, the SPR would never really come out and say, "Yes, we accept." Uh, uh, that we do survive physical, you know, mind is separate from brain. It's and there seem to be two camps at the SPR. There's the um, materialistic reductionist point of view, and then you have the survivalists, and they're never going to agree, no matter what is presented. I think to the um, SPR. So, sure. Sure. Um, so, but the way I, I was just fascinated and really pleased that it was looked on without ridicule, and um, that's I think primarily that's what prompted me to become a member of the SPR. Mm -hmm. um, you can watch, you can see the um, documentary on the Skull Experiment um, on YouTube, which is about an hour and 27 minutes. Mm. Uh, but they also go over to, uh, they also go over to um, Italy to see Marcello Bacci, which is um, a fascinating uh, chap who's uh, a psychic, but uh, he's got this old military um, valve radio. He's getting... Um, uh, communication from the other side, the spirit team from the other side. It's a two-way conversation. That's on the, um, the Skull Experiment tape you can get on YouTube. But the thing with um, the Skull Experiment, I, I think, really was that the, the integrity of the people sitting, um, the um, the actual chance mediums and uh, Robin Foy, etc., um, it was... It, the phenomena was pretty unprecedented. Um some people actually accept it and accept the fact that um, it was a paradigm shift for some people, I think. Um, they walked away from there, uh, well, totally convinced that it was all genuine. Um, so to have three members of the SPR who've had between, well, each one of them probably had about 40 years' experience with the paranormal investigation. So they knew all the tricks and the the rest of it, you know, and they even brought in, as I don't even know, but they brought in a member of the, in, the Magic Inner Circle to see if he could um, find any um, trickery, and he couldn't uh, find any fraud whatsoever. So the phenomena, I think we should accept as being genuine, it's just what we uh, make of it. But they want to resurrect. I mean, Robin Foy and Sandra, they've moved to Spain now, Andalusia, and they want to set up um, a spiritualist uh, science centre, their foundation there, uh, next year. Um, and they want to resurrect the Skull Experiment. Um, obviously, one of the criticisms, you know, from the sceptics is the fact that a lot of the phenomena did happen um, in complete darkness, even though there were right. Right. conditions and things were checked beforehand and afterwards, you know. But uh, the spirit team on the other side said, well, we could eventually... Um, produce phenomena in light, but it takes us a lot, lot longer to do that. But, um, oh, what was that? But, that um, means uh, pizza from the dead is here, so yeah. we've got <laughs> to end the show. Right. Oh, the end of the show, is it? Oh, yes, okay. yes, we're, yeah. we have to end it up, so we're going to ask you to wrap it up. Okay. So once again, uh, we want to thank you for joining us. And thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. Well, it's Newport, Newport, South Wales, Newport Gwent, UFO and Paranormal Conference on are. the 9th of June. And it's going to be awesome because the speaker yeah. after lunch is really good. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. That's, that's, that's Frank Sheen, isn't it? I've completely changed my opinion about this, this Steve Harvey yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks good. 
but there's no way am I going to get there for nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you can come later. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll be there in time to do my bit. Don't worry. Yes, Lovely. yes. But you want a little table. Uh, ideally, oh, you're going to bring a little table. I'm going to try and find one. Otherwise, I might just borrow the corner of somebody else's for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, because... Thank you very much. Thank you. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And oh, thank uh, you very much. people, if you're listening uh, to one of the podcasts, uh, it's Newport, South Wales, um, this coming Sunday to the UFO and Paranormal Conference 2019, 9 to 5. Limited tickets remaining. Uh, it's very a bit limited. late to try and get them by email, but if you just turn up on the day, get there as close as you can to 9 o'clock and grab those few remaining tickets. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, thanks, yep. guys. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, and it was intrigued about your uh, lighthouse as well. So, uh. oh yes, look, look, look at our uh, at our website. Yes, yeah, make us an offer, Ronald. You know, yeah, find oh, there, you somebody. Go. there you go. Yeah, just Google West Usk lighthouse. 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 Yeah, that's Cheers, West Usk USK lighthouse. Yeah. 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 So there you oh, go. There we go. So we want to thank everyone for listening from PowerX and Tojinet and wherever else we're being played. And uh, till next time, good night and God bless. Oh, could we have a link? <laughs> sure. Yes, yeah, send us a link. Thank you. We will. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Now. Bye. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.